Good evening and welcome to Psychedelic Healing. I am your host, Sonia Cotto, nurse anesthesiologist and mental health advocate here tonight with Cesar Marin. This is an honored guest. I'm so happy that you're here with me tonight. He is the visionary owner and founder of Cultivating Wisdom. He stands out as a dynamic entrepreneur and is a distinguished former CNN producer. After a lifelong career in the television industry, he has transitioned into the realm of entrepreneurship, channeling his passion for personal growth and enlightenment into a thriving platform centered around the practice of microdosing. His journey is marked by a commitment to empower individuals through knowledge, particularly in the transformative field of microdosing psilocybin. His decision to venture into this entrepreneurship led to the creation of Cultivating Wisdom, a lifestyle and apparel brand dedicated to those who have experienced the life-changing effects of microdosing. Welcome, welcome, Caesar. I'm so happy to finally have you on and finally have been honored to actually meet you and hang out with you at this last Wonderland conference. Welcome. Sonia, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really humbled to be here with you and and share some stories and share some wisdom. Um, and you're right. I, I had the incredible pleasure and honor to sharing space with you at Wonderland in Miami. We had crossed paths before at two conferences that, that, that we had both attended, but it, we had never really had the opportunity to hold space and to share you know, stories about each other's lives and how we've gotten here. And, 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 and it was really wonderful. It was really wonderful to connect with you and to really get a sense of who you are. So um, like I said, I'm humbled, I'm, I'm honored, and I'm really excited to be here with you and have this wonderful conversation with you. Yay, yay. I love it. Thank you so much. I really want to know and actually share with the audience, because I actually already know, because you shared it with mm-hmm. me during Wonderland, is how you went from CNN producer to microdosing guru. That's a, that's a great story. And it's a, it's an incredible, you know, personal transformation in just 12 months. Uh, about this time last year, you know, I was, I was a producer at CNN. I had been there for 25 years. And like many people my age, I was just going through the motions, right? I was sort of just stuck in this comfortness. And also at the same time, I was battling a pretty bad cannabis addiction um, in the sense mm-hmm. that I was waking up, getting high, going to work, getting high, getting high on the way home, uh, just taking over my life. And it just so happens that at, at about that time when CNN is bought by Discovery, um, and I get the sense that there might be something that's going to go on, that I might end up being a statistic, plant medicine comes into my life. And it comes into my life in, in, in a really unique way. Someone very close to me has an experience with psilocybin, with mushrooms. And they say, wow, I, like, I felt like a child. It was just such a magical experience. It was wonderful. It was just eye-opening. It was awakening. And I, I got curious. I got curious, but more in the recreational curiosity. It wasn't um, anything else but to find a new high. And a couple of weeks later, someone else close to me on a bicycle ride in Atlanta, I see them and they look like a child and have this smile on their face. And I'm like, so why are you, what, what, what's up? And they're like, well, I just had some mushrooms and I feel like a child. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, like, why, why are these mushrooms all of a sudden talking to me? Why are people talking to me about mushrooms and, and about what's going on? And I did a little research here, there, but nothing deep. And I go ahead and that that curiosity peaks at my interest. And I go ahead and I get a chocolate bar that has psilocybin in it. And the first time I try, it's funny because 
I have just a piece of the chocolate bar. I don't know anything about dosage. I don't know about anything about, you know, how different dosage could do something different. So the first time I try a psychedelic substance at, at the age of 54, it was, I felt some happiness. I felt a smile there, but it wasn't, I was like, okay, where's, where's all the hallucination? Where's all the other stuff I'm supposed to see right. and the tripping out? And, you know, why didn't that happen? And it wasn't until a week later that I have half the chocolate bar. And this was really unique, Sonia, because this was the Monday before Halloween in Atlanta. So imagine all the houses are decorated <laughs> Halloween. It looks very spooky. We're on this bike ride. And it was just amazing because all of a sudden as the medicine takes effect, I get this sense of like, oh my goodness, this is what my hands feel like. This is what it feels like to breathe. This is what the green in the trees looks like. That's how crisp the air smells. And it was like this awakening, this awakening of, 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 of these senses that were asleep in my body, in my everyday life of there's life going on around me. And why am I not awake to it? Why am I, you know, anesthetizing and, 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 and masking all these sensations and feelings that I could really be feeling. But it was very unique because as I'm driving home in my car from this bike ride and the traffic lights are going off like fireworks. There's something, there's this consciousness that awakens and says, why are you driving like this? And I was like, hey, why, seriously, why are you driving like this? This isn't, this isn't a state to be driving. You shouldn't be driving these conditions. And it's funny because I'm sure that any other substance, alcohol, would be like, ah, you know what? I've been driving worse than this. We're going to make it home. Right. If it was cannabis, it'd be like, ah, there's no cops around. Just light it up. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. But there was this awakening of like, what are you doing, guy? And if you're doing this now, what else are you doing? And as I get home, you know, as a good journalist, I go, okay, what just happened? Like, what just happened in my body? What is it that these substances mm -hmm. did? What is this psychedelic experience that awakened me so much? And I realized that, wait a minute, people are using this as medicine. Like, people are using this to get over depression. And they're getting to get over anxiety and they're using it for PTSD. And there's tons of different psychedelics that they're using from, you know, psilocybin to LSD to ketamine to ayahuasca to bufo to all these incredible substances that they're using to heal people. And I come across this term microdosing. And I'm like, what microdosing? What is this? And I realized that people are using this to get over their substance dependency. And the heart right away yeah. said, did you read that? Did you read what that just said? And of course, the brain, which is the monkey brain, was like, no, you didn't read anything. Keep going. Just you did not read anything about calling substance abuse. That doesn't exist. We got to continue. And it was in that moment that I said, that's it. That's the ticket. That's what, that's the magic pill to be able to control that substance dependency. And I go ahead. I do as much research as I can about microdosing. I started on a microdosing practice last November. Uh, November 7th was the first day I started microdosing. And right oh, just away. Just over a year. Just over a year. Oh, wow. Right away, Sonia, I was able to control the addiction to the cannabis, right? I was able to say, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this right now. This isn't something I need. This is something that maybe, you know, it's in there. I might want, but I don't need this. And I go ahead. And at the same time, part of the intentions were what happens after CNN, like, what do I do if if I do lose my job at CNN, if I am that statistic of, you know, a spreadsheet in a boardroom with a whole bunch of suits going, number 67, how long has he been here? How much does he make? Hold on a <laughs> second. Can't we just cut that fat? And sure enough, look, CNN gave me some incredible 25 years and there's no no resentment. No, it's just it's a business deal. But it mm -hmm. did open up 
my life to something completely different where the medicine came into my world right when my world was going to get turned on its head. And it said, Caesar, don't worry. Put your feet on the ground. Take a deep, deep, deep breath. We're going to close this 25-year chapter, and we're going to open up this new chapter. And Sonia, I'm going to be honest with you. This chapter in the last 12 months has been so beautiful with so many incredible experiences, with so many beautiful, wonderful, magical people, including yourself, coming into my life and, and really changing me, really changing me in the sense of, of how I carry myself, how how I lead with my heart, how um, I lead with a smile, how... I want to bring people in and 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 love on them to show them that life is beautiful that this is what it's about and the medicine has taught me that so it's it went from like you said this person living in this conformative life of life is just going to go on a couple of years I'll probably retire maybe I'll win the lottery you know what's going to go on to this person who was awakened and was thriving and realizes that the earth has given us these wonderful substances, medicine, whatever you want to call it, they can help us in so many ways to be happy. And I'm just, I'm really proud. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud and, and excited that this is the path that the universe has put me on, that this is the mission that it has given me to take forward. And and being here is part of that. Like being here with you is part of that. It, it is part of poking at people's childhood curiosity of the potential of what plant medicine can do. And 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 in a short way, it's it it really changed my life. People ask me, like, what would have happened to you if psychedelics wouldn't have come into your life? Exactly. You know, that that end of last year, as you lose your job, as you're just lost in you know an addiction to a substance, like what would have happened? And I fear to even think about that. I fear to even go, okay, what what could have happened? But again, the universe said, don't worry. We got you. We got yeah. you. And, and a different path for you. And that's how through that, uh, a bit through that, through, you know, me really wanting to manifest that that I had found this, that this had changed my life, that I was able to overcome an addiction that I said, I want, I want, I want something. I want to wear something. I want to wear a t-shirt that says that that's has, you know, some something about psychedelics or mushrooms or something. But of course, everything out there was very tie-dye. It, right. it was very trippy. Yeah. Sonia, let's be honest. I mean, the audience, you know, I have gray hair. I have like very salt and pepper hair. If someone like me goes up to you in a tie-dye shirt and starts talking about yeah. microdosing, what are you going to say? Hey, hippie, stoner. Right. You Bye. You're grateful that eight-track tapes <laughs> come back exactly. when you're in a high while having an adult conversation. So that was the necessity to start cultivating wisdom, the apparel brand to offer up, you know, these, these, these t-shirts and apparel that's non psychedelic, non tie dye that we can break the stigma mm -hmm. a little bit. They can start conversations, right? We have this t-shirt yeah. that just has microdosing on it. And the idea with that t-shirt is that it elicit some type of reaction where someone says, Oh, you microdose. I've heard about mm -hmm. that. I've read about that. Can you cultivate me with some of your wisdom so I can smile like you're smiling or, Oh, you microdose? So do I. How's it going? How's it been? Or, oh, you microdose? What do you do? I've had ketamine treatments and they've completely changed my life. It, it's this ability to open up these conversations and one, the, make that community much stronger and also open the door 
to people interested in coming into this community so that they realize that it's a really loving, wonderful space with, with, with people who, who really have a good heart. Yeah, no, and I love the brand. My wife actually has the the mush love and uh-huh. then the starter, and it isn't crazy psychedelic where you're like, I'm not going to wear this shirt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. So it allows, it makes it for the common folk to start that you know conversation and not be afraid of your psychedelic, you know, tie dye exactly. t shirt. You know, exactly. and and that's your community too, as far as like just being able to just educate. And that's what I love about the cultivating wisdom and then your, your, your outreach and your education, because in that cultivating wisdom, you now have been educating those on microdosing, right? And macrodosing versus microdosing, but allowing people, because you're lucky that you just didn't eat that entire chocolate bar that first time because <laughs> I've had patients that come to me and tell me, you know, that, oh, I ate a chocolate bar, uh, not realizing that, yeah, you should have had just one little piece of that entire chocolate exactly, bar. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, it's, it's really important, again, that we start these conversations, like you said, because there's a lot of people interested, but they don't know who to talk to. Right. And there's, there's something different between, I'm going to read a whole bunch of information and one person says one thing and another person says another thing, or I read something over here and I read something over there. Then someone to sort of share their own personal experiences to say, you know what, look, my microdosing experience have done this to me and this to me, and this is how it's transforming. I've had many doses, right? What they call museum doses that have sort of had this and this effect. And I've been able to use them intentionally for this. And I've also had macro journeys where, again, the experience is much different, a lot deeper than, a, than let's say, a microdose. So it's it's important that we have these educations because, look, I didn't, I didn't have that education, right? I didn't have that education in the sense that that first time, you know, how much should I take, right? And maybe if, Again, the universe, everything happens for a reason, right? The, 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 it happened to me yeah. for that reason. But maybe someone else who's interested, who says, you know what? Well, I want to get over, you know, whatever I'm getting over. Or I want to help with with more creativity or I want to help a little bit more my anxiety. Um, how much should I take or what should I take? It would be awesome to have somebody to talk to and say, well, what's your experience been? Right? Because like you said, someone can make the mistake and say, well, you know what? I guess I have to eat half the chocolate bar. No. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait a minute, this isn't really what I was expecting. So, and it's, 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 it was that people, it was first me sharing my story, right? Being open about what I was doing and how I was uh, microdosing and how it changed my life and sort of creating this message that I really got the sense that people need information, that people want information. And that's where, you know, I took it upon myself to say, okay, well, become that thought leader become that thought leader for your generation, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of young people talking about microdosing and, and, and are really great healers and great guides and, and have wonderful information. But I think that I can definitely resonate more with someone who has gray hairs, with someone who has lost their job, with someone who has been divorced, with someone whose children are grown and not there anymore, you know, with someone who, you know, goes through, onset age depression because you know when you get to 50 things change people around you change mm-hmm. people were there maybe are no longer there so there's a lot of things that you know that crowd over 50 go through that hopefully they can relate with me and say well you know what he was where i am 12 months ago and i want to try to be where he is now um so you, you're absolutely correct sonia that 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 education that talking 
um, that being able to ask for people that are there is incredibly important. And I'm sure you see that also in your practice where where people just want information. They've, they've heard about that. They've read about it, but they're just unsure. Yeah. And it's really giving the power back to the person, right? Mm-hmm. Letting them take control of their mental health, letting them make the decisions because when they're empowered to take control, that's where you get the compliance and the healing and them to actually take action, you know, and they're the ones that are controlling it and doing it and setting that intention and that power, you know, is, yeah. is back on them. Exactly. And that's, and that's beautiful, right? That's, it's, it's sort of, again, it's, it should be our own responsibility for our own healing. We should be responsible for our own healing. And it's just, it's too easy nowadays to um, go into a doctor's office um, and have a doctor say, well, I really don't know what you have, but why don't you try these pills? And if those don't work, then we'll try these. And if those don't work, then we'll sort of see. And it's like, well, doc, mm-hmm. are they, are they habit forming? Well, yeah, they could potentially be. There's someone that you might even want to die before you get off of them. Oh, okay, thanks. You know, do they have side effects? Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, I'll read <laughs> yeah. you the whole list. I'll get yeah. you the whole, I'll get you the whole book on the side effects. So it's, it's this it's this notion that now we can take our own healing into our own hands and at least experiment a little bit right the universe yeah. gave us these tools for a reason you know they they and yeah. the fact that somehow they became a crime you know with something that the earth has given us is just sometimes ridiculous to think about but i think you're right people people are now realizing that you know i can potentially have the power of my own healing you know, and I'm going to do it through my intentions, through the work I do, through the integration. I'm going to make sure that 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 I have control of my healing. So it's 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 beautiful that we're all doing this. Yeah, and then I've noted with uh, patients that I've seen that started microdosing that their mindfulness practices. You know, it's so much easier to prescribe. You know, in in our society, it's so much easier to prescribe a pill as opposed to taking action on what they need, like, hey, going outside for a walk, seeing the sunlight, going for a bike ride, you know, just being present, gardening, just, you know, setting that intention. And I feel that I've seen that in my patients when they've started microdosing, you know, obviously I can't, you know, prescribe it or recommend it. It's, you know, not within my license or scope of practice to do mm-hmm. that, but they've gone out and gone to like the thirdwave.co or, you know, different resources and, you know, cultivating wisdom and seeing mm-hmm. your, you know, Instagram and just having your personal perspective and them taking that control all of a sudden, even though they refuse to walk or or exercise or get sunlight or do all before, now they're doing it. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, and that's the transformation that they need. That is, it's that conscious awakeness. No, it's sort of, it's sometimes at least I get a sense that when I'm when I'm really in that flow state, in that real wonderful microdosing flow state, that I'm more the observer of my thoughts than my actual thoughts, right? Then when those mm-hmm. thoughts that say, well, I don't want to go out and walk, it's more, why don't you want to go out and walk? Like, what is it that's keeping you from walking when you know walking is going to be good? Where... Yeah. The thoughts are like, well, I don't want to walk and well, I can walk tomorrow and you know what? Maybe I'll go walk later. Oh, it's, it's, it's 10, whatever degrees. It, it, there's always that excuse where it's like when you become that conscious of your thoughts, it's like, wait a minute. Why am I thinking? It'd be beautiful to go outside. It'd be beautiful yeah. to journal. It'd be beautiful to, you know, t- 
take a stroll down the street. And it's, it's, it is that, that sort of really conscious awakeness of, you know, you almost go, okay, what is really good for me and what's not really good for me. And, and, and it's, 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 it's beautiful. I think that a lot of us need that nowadays because um, we live in the society that we're, we're, we're half asleep, right? There's a lot of people who are half asleep in some other world or either living in that oppressive world of the past why did this happen to me if I would have done this, if I would have done that, if, you know, whatever, or that, that, that storm of anxiety of the future of what's going to happen, you know, is this going to happen? How am I going to do this? And it's, it's, it's that lack of living really in that now, right? That looks, so now let's be honest. The only thing that really exists and is important is this conversation you and I are having right at this moment, right? What we did five, 10 minutes before that's gone. What's going to happen an hour from now, we're not sure, but right now, when you really are aware and awake to what's going on at this very present moment in your life is when you take earnest and you take control of, yeah, wait a minute, let me do things that are good for me. Let me be conscious. And and it's, you know, if, if microdosing does anything to me, it is awaken that consciousness of let's, let's be mindful. Let's be mindful of, of, of what's around us right now and how we can really harness this beauty that is the present and live it and enjoy it as much as we can because it's 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 a choice no being happy or being angry or being sad or being joyful those are all choices we have that we can take and do so it's you know psychedelics psychedelics or our mind expanders right and i'm sure you've seen it in your practice how you know just one treatment can really open up people's minds to ways that maybe they, they they didn't know they could think. Yeah. Just being able to experience an event from their past and experiences. It is just that event, not mm-hmm. all the meanings that they've created it to be when it's been pushed aside, you know, and they're just there present to that event. It's just so healing just for that, just quieting it out, the quieting out all those stories, you know, and that's, I feel that microdosing does too. Like with, with, microdosing doses, right? More specifically, you know, it's so variable, right? There, you can easily go into that microdose versus microdose. How does one determine the dosing for that? For for me, I tell people, if you've ever had a psychedelic experience, there's a sensation towards the end when, when, when things are settling down that they call the afterglow, right? That is this real sensation of Life is so wonderful. Like everything I need, I have right in front of me. Life could not be any better than it is right at this moment. Finding the right dosage is finding that afterglow. And sometimes because this is something that's really brand new in the scope of more people are hearing about it, more people are interested in it, then obviously there's more studies that are going on. So it's going to be a little bit of time before we have a true sense of, okay, well, you know, these are what you should be doing, which, which again, the medicine is so different for each person that um, I'm not sure if there are ever going to be a standardized, you know, microdosing should be, you know, this and, and that. What I do believe is that when you, when you're consistent in your dosage, when you're consistent in your protocol, when you carry out a protocol that is lasting and then you have integration breaks, through that citizen science, when you find that afterglow, right? When you get that sensation that, you know what? It's not too little where I'm just like, okay, I don't know. It's not too much where 
I'm feeling a little bit dizzy or I'm feeling something that I'm not supposed to be feeling. It's that subperceptual part. And it's, you know, I have, I have, mm-hmm. I have two really good examples of people who I've worked with. One was, you know, they started a microdose in that day. They started a microdose. They, they came to this country at a very earlier, uh, very later age and very subconscious about their accent. So they don't like public speaking. Um, and it just so happens that the day that she starts the microdose, um, her and her boss are having a training session for some company that they're going to outsource to. And 10 minutes before her boss says, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to do this on your own. I have a conflict of interest. And she was oh, like, well, what? No. are you like, I do seriously. <laughs> and she said that all of a sudden she took a deep breath and she was like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I, 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 I'm just telling them what I do. It's not like I'm inventing yeah. anything. And she found that flow. She found that flow of confidence in herself of like saying, you know what? I got this. And if they don't understand, well, then I'll repeat it and, and I'll go through there. So it gave her that sort of self-confidence in that flow to say, okay, this is this is what I should be. And it wasn't like I felt high. It wasn't like she felt, you know, um, you know, any anything that just self-confidence. I also have someone who I worked with who, and this goes back to not every protocol works for every person and not every dosage works for every person. And it's a bit of sins mm-hmm. and science of trying to figure things out. And that's why journaling is incredibly important and keeping consistent is incredibly important. Um, so if, if in, in the two most popular microdosing protocols that most people use, especially when they're using psilocybin, when they're using mushrooms are, are either the James Fadiman, the Fadiman protocol, which calls mm-hmm. for dosing one day and then two days off. It's a dosage day, a transition day, an integration day, and then you continue that for a couple of weeks. And then there's the Stamets protocol, the Stamets protocol, uh, which is based on Paul Stamets, a very famous mycologist. Um, his stack protocol, which calls for four days on, three days off, and then you supplement that, you stack that with niacin and with lion's mate. Um, I have someone who I worked with who, um, they started a microdose. They have a job who is very high deadline, um, you know, every day, two, three deadlines that they have to get to. And they started the microdose and they, they, they started on the Fatiman protocol, which is the one I usually recommend for people to start on. Mm-hmm. And he said, Caesar, it was, you know, that first day I felt really on. I felt, you know, I, I, I got that sense, that drive. The second day, there was something where once in a while that sort of the, the deadline crept back in. And the third day, it almost felt like I was falling back into the patterns where I was before. And I said, well, why don't you try the Stamets protocol, which is, you know, four days on, three days off. A month into that protocol, they call him into his office and his bosses say, we need to talk to you. And he said, what's up? They said, we need to figure out how your productivity went up 20% in the last month. And he said, oh, wow, I'm just more focused. He goes, I just come in, like I drive into work and I know what I have to do before I even sit at my desk. And I sit at my desk and I just get through the work. The de- I don't even know what a deadline is anymore. I don't know, it doesn't exist. That word doesn't exist for me anymore. And he just became so hyper-focused. He got into such a flow state of like, life is wonderful. Life is good. Work is great. I can do this that he continued that protocol and it's and it's and it's worked really wonderful for him so it's just it's it's a way of me saying um this is citizen science right and 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 as a and, and as a good scientist you know you have to document everything right from what time you dose to how much you dose to you know some mm-hmm. journaling of what your intentions are and at the end of the day 
maybe it's just what your high and your low was, but it's, it's, it is that citizen science because I've had too many people come up to me and go, well, you know what? I, I microdose for two, three days and I, I really don't feel anything. Well, that's fine. Well, you're not really supposed to feel anything, right? It's sort of right. it's a sense of reception of how you feel. And then it's like, well, let's see how, have you been reacting differently with people? Have you been interacting differently? Do you see yourself more? And some people, oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I had that interaction with that one person and maybe before I would have been a little bit more short with them and my temper would have been, and I was, you know, I was able to breathe through it and understand and sort of put in their shoes. And that's yeah. what you look for. That sort of, that, that, that flow state that again, life is too good. Life is too good to feel anything else, but, but, but joy that we're living, you know, that, yeah. that at this moment, at this moment, we have everything we need at this moment. And, and look, it might be very easy for me to say because I have a roof over my head because I have a, a dinner, you know, ready for me at, you know, just go to the refrigerator. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that there's not people that have, that have challenges that have challenges, but, but I think that it, it all also depends how we look at things, right? What, you know, mm -hmm. are we grateful for the little things we have? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then when, when we do that, then it becomes a bit easier to smile and to breathe. I feel. Yeah. I used to, uh, when I would talk to people that would have questions, I used to say, oh yeah, it's subperceptual. But now I like to say it, it's more subpsychedelic, right? Because like mm -hmm. in, yes. in you were just saying where, oh, I didn't really feel anything. Well, you're not supposed to just feel psychedelic feelings. This is almost like you're taking a vitamin, right? Correct. But it is perceptual. It's not subperceptual because when you take it with an intention, right? My intention is to be open. I'm going to be uh, healing or my intention is to be confident, not worry about my accent, right. right? So she was able to perform on stage when she was so self-conscious about her accent. It The consciousness and that awareness that it didn't matter was available to her. So it wasn't like a, a sub psychic it was definitely sub-psychedelic, but not sub-perceptual because sub you would not You're, that's been able to do that. You're actually, I never thought about that, Sonia. That's actually a great point. That's actually a great way to look at it because that word subperceptual is, is thrown out a lot. That, yeah. That, 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 that subperceptual is, yes, a notion that a lot of people use, but you're absolutely correct. And you do make a great point. You know, it's more yeah. subpsychedelic because there is some perception there. You are sensing something. Mm -hmm. There is that confidence. There is that you know, creativity, there is that self-belief, there is that authenticity, there is that vulnerability, you know, there is yeah. that empathy. So there is, you are perceiving something there. It's perceived in a little bit more heightened level than maybe not microdosing. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because it's, it's sort of really opened me up to something that, that um, it's a much better, easier way to explain to people than, you know, you're not supposed to feel anything. It's subperceptual. Right. At the end of the day, what is, what is, what is the definition of sub perceptual? So, right. Right. Exactly. And, and yeah. Perceiving. I wish I, I actually thought of it, but I, I, somebody had told me that actually, I, th I believe at the conference at Wonderland and I was yeah. like, that is a good point. So yeah. yes, I can't hey, take credit you, for you know it, but somebody did? enlightened me. You know what you just did? You just cultivated some wisdom in me, girl. Oh, Beautiful. Love <laughs> that. I love that's that. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. We should all go out and cultivate as much wisdom as we can. It's funny because um, when I had my first big heroic dose, which was my birthday of last year, um, when the medicine kicks in, all I hear is 
go lay on the dining room table. And I'm like, what? <laughs> go lay on the dining room table. And I'm like, oh, okay. And as I sit there and I lie on the dining room table and I just start cracking up as a child and I'm, my wife's looking at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, baby, don't worry. I don't have my feet on the table. I'm not putting my feet on the table. All I hear, Sonia, is go set buffet tables of wisdom to cultivate a better future. And that's what we should all do, right? We should all sit oh, wow. around little tables that we sort of cultivate some wisdom with each other and maybe put our phones down for a couple of seconds and, and interact with each other because we we all have wisdom. We all have our own wisdom whether it's, you know, about philosophy, whether it's about mathematics, whether it's about politics, whatever it is, we all have this wonderful notion of, 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 of something that we know that we should share that we should more often do this. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's imperative to me to cultivate whatever wisdom and cultivate whatever love I can. And at the same time, have as much wisdom cultivated in me as possible, right? That I know I'm not an expert in anything, right? That I know, yeah. um, you know, I can learn every day something new from someone. And when you go in that with that openness of wanting to learn, um, you just, you you create more wisdom in yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And just every little bit of knowledge, like I don't know everything about psychedelics at all in any way. And that's why I bring you know, you are on here, Caesar, you know, all, all my guests, you guys have a knowledge base in each one little thing. And the more that we can talk about it and the more we can learn, you know, even like with the microdosing, right? So we still actually didn't really necessarily talk about dosing specifically mm -hmm. because there's mm -hmm. such a wide range, but mm -hmm. like, let's say a chocolate bar, right? You had one piece of the chocolate bar, you know, versus a half, you've actually felt something versus a whole, but each chocolate bar might be different or, you know, each strain of mushroom is different, Correct. right? The strength of Correct. it. So it's always about start low and go slow. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. As, as, right? as, you can as always many... uh, take more, but you can't take back <laughs> what you've already exactly taken. True. <laughs> that is exactly true. You can always take more. You can never take less. And that all goes to, I think, Sonia, also the responsible use of psychedelics, right? That That, you know, the more this gets talked about, the more people's childhood curiosity gets poked at, the more we're going to have people curious, not for the healing aspect of it, but just the recreational part of it. Uh, and again, those people also have to be educated because how many people mm -hmm. have I met, you know, my generation who are like, well, you know what? I, I, I had one experience in college, never, never again. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have two questions for you. How much did you take? I don't know. I have no clue. Okay, that's problem number one. What were your intentions? Well, I really didn't have any. Well, that's even a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of, it's again, let's definitely, yes, talk about it, but let's also educate, right? Educate people that look, there's a big difference between, you know, 200 milligrams and two grams, right? And, you know, exactly. there's a big difference between, you know, a microdose and a macrodose, what you're going to experience, what you're going to feel, what's going to happen is completely, completely different. And at the end of the day, like we said, they are mind expanders. Um, and you just don't know what your mind might have in store for you. And are you mm -hmm. ready? If that is the possibility to face what maybe your mind needs you to face. And I got to tell people, you know, people talk about bad trips and I'm like, it's not going to take you to Nightmare on Elm Street. 
It's not going to take you to Freddy <laughs> Krueger's house. You know, it's not going to take you to Jason's. But it can potentially take you to your own demons, to your own situations that maybe, you know, somehow you've buried in there and you need to sort of excavate and you need to get in there and try to find out what holds you back. What is it that's that's not letting you be the most authentic person that you can? And again, that type of healing, that type of big healing is best done, as I'm sure you know, in in a setting where you're not alone. Right. Where where there's mm-hmm. some accompaniment where, you know, you might have some questions afterwards and at least someone to sort of contain and say, hey, you know what? What's on your mind? You know, what's a yeah. challenge for you? you know, yeah. When you're first starting out, you really want to have somebody that's not on the medicine Correct. there with you to support Correct. you, yeah, you know, because they could be in their own space mm. with yeah, their own exactly. demons. Exactly. You know? So it's it's it's, you know, it's all this. You know, I I love that you have this podcast because. It's all about this educational platforms that will help people make the right decisions to using psychedelics the right way. And again, whether your intentions are like, you know what, I'm going to go to a museum. I want to go to a concert. I want to just, you know, get a little bit more visual, get a little bit more audible. But that those are your intentions. And those are your intentions. Those are perfect intentions. Yeah, those are perfect intentions. Those are fine. You know, and you know how much you can take. But don't go, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to a museum to sort of get a little bit more visual. And then you take four grams and then next thing you know, <laughs> the, the paintings, are, the paintings yes. are climbing all over you and you're having situations where it's like, okay, well, you had the right intentions, but you just had the right, the wrong dosage. So exactly. it's, it's, again, those are all, those are all these educational situations because again, there's a big difference between, like you said, eating a piece of that chocolate bar and eating that whole chocolate bar. Right. So I think it's, from what I've heard on, you know, not just from our com- previous conversations, but also another guest that it's about a 10th to a 20th of a dose of what your macro dose would be. Correct. So um, suggest to people to start anywhere between 100 milligrams and 150 milligrams, which would be a 10th of a gram and a half, a gram, a gram and a half. Um, and I personally, my again, and this is my personal dosage. I always tell people it's mine. Don't use my dosage. Find your Mine. own dosage. Um, I use I use 220 milligrams. That's just again, that's my flow state. Um, I I people's tolerance are different. I wouldn't suggest anybody to go over, you know, 400 milligrams. You know, I've heard people do 500 milligrams for microdose. I don't know. I I I couldn't I couldn't feel like I wasn't feel any anything. You know, at 500 milligrams, but that's just me. But it's well because you can build a tolerance for those correct. that will start microdosing for a long time. Five hundred might be their two hundred twenty. Correct, and that and that again right. sometimes happens with people who are just continuously microdosing, not taking these integration breaks, which are really important. Whether it's like you said, you know, have that one day on, two days off, or four days on, three days off, and then you know doing this for four, five, you know, some people go six weeks and then taking a good three weeks off with no medicine, no nothing. That is really a good, safe, and effective microdosing practice. But you're right. Some people just think, oh, yeah, I'm going to microdose today and maybe tomorrow morning. I'm going to microdose every day. And once you do that, then the body does start to build tolerance. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, I'm not – 300 milligrams aren't doing it for me. Maybe what happens if I do 400 milligrams? And that's and that's when you start to to to, to again – Citizen science, right? It's all mm-hmm. it's all about journaling, and and once you do find that flow state, then 
than moving it. But your point was that it is, it is, uh, you know, a tenth of a dosage is a microdose. Five grams of 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 psilocybin is that's a that's a deep journey. I, I've mm-hmm. I've been, you know, on on a couple of of of, of ceremonies journeys upward of of five grams and a little bit higher and they can a lot of things happen a lot there's yeah get get you know it's it's it could be a beautiful roller coaster ride or it could uh, what was it It, there was a saying back in the 60s that said um to fathom hell or feel angelic try a dose of psychedelic and that's what it is oh wow what (laughs) say it again say it to fathom hell or feel angelic have a dose of psychedelic. I and it's that. true. There are moments where you can yes. go, what the hell is going on? And there's moments of like, wow, this is angelic. This is heavenly. Um, yeah. So it's just, again, you you have to be prepared. And from my personal experience, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you had this also, Sonia, is that each experience is different. So you should never go into a psychedelic experience where it's a bigger dose saying, well, I'm looking for what I found last time, or this is really what I'm hoping to get out of it. You have to really go in, you know, almost like a river and you're going to flow. And if you, if a river Mm -hmm. comes across a a rock or an obstacle or a branch, it doesn't just get stuck. It finds a way around it. And and it's the same way with, with, with a psychedelic journey where it's like, you know, make sure you're in that flow um, where you're able to um, confront and navigate around situations that, that that might come up. Yeah. But just to surrender and be open, because that's that's the key to any psychedelic. Exactly. I mean, all any all of my ketamine infusions have always been different, like sometimes similar color themes, but every experience I've had has been completely different. And I think that's with any psychedelic or any mind space of where you're at. But the key is to open up that window to see your mind to see your exactly. thought processes and why, and just to be released, just to release those stories that do not serve you. That yeah. is where real healing takes place. That's, that's so true. That's so true. And it is, it's, 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 um, it's the ability to co- be able to come to grips with those, right. To sort of mm-hmm. really address them that I get a sense that psychedelics help us do. And I'm sure you and your practice of, and the many people who, who, who you've helped have gotten that sense that once, once you're able to, to address them once you're able to, like you said, really take them head on, um, that then, then it's easier to heal, right? Then that's where the healing starts because one, you, you recognize, you recognize that there's something there that needs to be worked on. Um, and then like you said, it's up to you to do the work, but then at least you recognize it. Then at least you're open to the, okay, this is, this is something that, that, that needs to be worked on. And, you know, the yeah. fact that psychedelics have been able to do that to so many people um, is wonderful. And, 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 and it's, it's to me, you know, poking at people's childhood curiosity here or there or having, you know, someone send me a text message of like, thank you. You know, my life has really changed is really gratifying and fulfilling. And I sort of put myself in your shoes on how satisfying and fulfilling that must be, you know, that this is what you do on a daily basis, right? That this is that you touch people in such an incredible way that they they come in the door one way and they leave total different way. 
That's oh, you that's have no idea the feeling. The feeling that I get when I see their trans I see it in their eyes when they come in from first day to like the third or fourth appointment and you see that change and that sparkle in their eyes. That's that's what fills my heart. <laughs> Thank you for doing that, Sonia. I really yeah. appreciate that. You're, you're, oh, thank you. Thank I, you so I, um, much. I appreciate what you're doing. And I, I, I want you to know that you are seen, you know, that, that, that all these people in the healing space, um, you're, you're seen and, um, and there's a lot of people really grateful for what you're doing because, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that, that if it wasn't for that, who knows, who knows where they would be right now. You know, yeah. It's just, you know, I've, yeah. I've met many people, many people especially vets who have told me I was, I was, I was ready to tap out. I was ready yeah. to just, I was ready to exit. And there's still so many. Yeah. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for ketamine, if it wasn't for, you know, a psychedelic retreat, you know, my family would be alone. So it's, 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 it's beautiful in a way, right? It's beautiful in a way that we have this potential of helping so many people, uh, whether it's me poking at their childhood curiosity and then figuring it out or you bringing people in and, and serving them, you know, something that's going to change your lives. It's just, it's, it's a wonderful world we live in, right? It's sort of, yeah. it's, you know, like I said, the medicine brought me into this beautiful new chapter. Incredibly grateful for, I'm, 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 I, I thank the universe every day for putting me where it is and putting me on this path because it is about helping people. It is about, something that you and I talked about and I talked to a lot of people at Wonderland that a lot of people that are in the space are after they're chasing love you money, right? They're not chasing yes. F you money, right? They're chasing money to sort of say, let me give back and let me continue yes. to heal and let me see how else I can be part and can I, you know, create a, you know, a nonprofit to help other people and teach other, it's sort of, there's a lot of people like that in this space who are chasing that. Let's love each yeah. other, right? Um, instead of like, let's just f each other over. So it's 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 really cool. It's 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 really wonderful that um, that we've been able to make these connections, right? That that the mycelial network that somehow has connected all of us together, and we continue to thrive. And it's sort of it it was wonderful, you know, going back to last week at Wonderland and how you know we bring all these people together in the space and we realize how much love there is for each other oh, right yeah. and how we thrive off of each other's energy and how we thrive seeing each other thrive and smile and be happy um and and then you sort of you you leave with this sense of like god we're doing something that's so good we're doing something that's we're helping so and healing and mm. transforming lives and it's funny the all the walks of life that we came and and formed and you know, joined into this amazing chat. I don't think that any of us had our cell phones. They were, my phone was lost for a while and <laughs> it didn't matter. Just the, the teaching and educating that we were all just learning from each other. It was beautiful. I love it. It's, I could learn from it's, you. It's, you learned from me. We, it was great. It's so funny that you say that because, you know, obviously we, we live in this world that, especially in, in, in my sense that, you know, social media is my amplifier, right? Social media is my megaphone, right? That's how I sort of get this message out to people. So it's almost as much as sometimes I want to say, let me put this down. Let me not let this be what controls me. It's a necessary evil for me yeah. because it is, it is, it is part of what I do. But I did get the sense there at Wonderland. And it also happened at Psychedelic Science where 
you know, I went in full blast. Here we are. Let me do a live, you know, let me post something, you know, and then by the end of the first day, it's like, oh, I, I wish I would have taken more pictures. And the second day is like, I didn't even have my phone out. And by the third day, it's like, oh, my God, like whoever's following me is probably like, did he even go? Was he even there? Like, right. He's even present. And it's no, like, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, I was just I was just so immersed in everything that was going on around me that there was no need for it. There's yeah. no there's no need there for isn't. that. There's 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 too much time smiling, hugging, sharing, um, and and propping each other up that there was no time for that phone distraction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I'll have somebody else like here, you take here, you take my phone and you just take pictures throughout the whole thing <laughs> actually, and get back to me at the end. That's yeah. actually not a bad idea. We should do that. We yeah. should hire someone. We'll, 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 we'll go have, Dutch on it. Yeah, we'll go. Dutch exactly. On it. They'll just and, take over our phones and then exactly. just take all the pictures exactly. and then, and then we'll see be all, we were we'll, here. We'll, exactly. We'll seem all important to have a crew chasing <laughs> right. us around, you know, doing social media for us. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely something we should do, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible where we are. Like, um, you know, like I said, for me, for me, especially, you know, and it goes back to, you know, 25 years of this corporate world of agenda driven, you know, stabby, backstabby, whatever. Yeah. I just, it's all about me type situation mm-hmm. to really realizing that this, that, that, that life is so beautiful, man. There's just so many beautiful people out there. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and you're one of them. Thank you. So are you. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> so you. So are you. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm, I go back. It's, it was, it was, it was incredible, you know, how, how wonderfully we were able to connect in, in Wonderland and really share each yeah. other's experience and, and share each other's mission um, and, and, and really sort of applaud and hug each other and, and pat each other on the back and say, you know what? You're doing so amazing. You're doing such great things. It's sort of I'm here for you. I'm present for you. I'm 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 walking side by side with you as we sort of, you know, continue to to move this psychedelic revolution with love and with joy as as we move forward. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. It was definitely an honor to have you tonight. It was an honor to hang out with you at Wonderland and finally get to meet you, the real you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's great. I love the work. Keep doing it. Thank you. Educating the public Thank about so microdosing because that's, that's I think, is probably one of the futures of one of the resources for mental health of the future, you know, it's, it's really going to heal. And um, I'll definitely have to bring you on again and go more in depth on microdosing and um, I, would, I would be honored and I would love to come on whenever, whenever, whenever you need. I'd like to extend a little um, discount to your audience. Uh, I'm going to do a little promo code Sonia 20. Uh, so oh, if anyone thank you you. wants to go to cultivatingwisdom.net uh, to the apparel store and use the promo code Sonia 20, uh, you'll get a 20% discount on all of our apparel. So you can check us out there. Please follow me on, on, on the Instagram uh, it's cultivating.wisdom. It's just, it's just me. It's just me, you know, sharing my story, sharing, you know, little wisdom here that I find there, um, you know, to share with people, to brighten your life, to, you know, bring a smile to, to whenever I can. Um, and also caesarmarin.net, which is where, um, you know, part of the coaching system is going to live. Um, I'm putting together a coaching system for people over 50, you know, to help them to get on a, on a safe and, and effective microdosing practice. Uh, so, uh, if you need me to talk to your parents, um, you know, if <laughs> you're young and you need me to talk to your parents, <laughs> I'm more than happy to sort of talk to your parents about microdosing. 
if yeah. you're my age, then I'll be more than happy to sort of share my my, my microdosing experience and extend my life with you. And, you know, hopefully, like we said, Sonia, we continue to connect and, 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 and share our wisdom and share what we're doing and, 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 and continue to move forward. I, I, like I said, I applaud you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to, you know, call you a friend. Um, and to and to see how you're healing people is, is is beautiful. I think that it's a beautiful thing what you're doing, and I applaud you and 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 I hold you at the highest esteem for what you're doing, and and and, and love you a lot for what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Caesar. Thank you, thank you. I love you so much as well. You are like the best hug giver. <laughs> so, because it's with love. It, it, yes, it's just, pure it's love in the heart. Pure love. Pure yes. Love. All right. Thank you, everyone out there for joining us tonight, Caesar and myself. This is another week of psychedelic healing, and you have a beautiful night. Mm